Welcome to Faith, Reason, and Geekdom. I'm Roger. And I'm Dusty. My brothers and sisters in Christ join us every Thursday as we work out these three perspectives in our everyday lives. Well, Marianne Parks. Marianne Parks is back to spike the football and laugh at every. No, she's not. I'm sorry, she's not doing that. No. Well, listen, Roe versus Wade. <laughs> listen, listen. This this show that we did um, a month or two ago. It, it's yeah. been a little bit. Uh, when we were discussing the Roe v. Wade uh, potential decision, we got an education from this amazing human being named Mary yeah. Parks, who was recommended to us at the last minute by several people actually in our community who said, if you want to talk about Roe v. Wade, you've got to have this, this wonderful person on who has done so much work in the ministry of uh, not only abortion, anti-abortion, but post-abortion. Uh, and uh, we got an education. Mary, it, it is so great that you are back, um, especially now that, that we have had the decision from the Supreme Court. Thank yes. you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be back. Now, you were the founder and directed for quite a while uh, a, a very special ministry in the Catholic Church called Project Rachel. Can you tell us a little bit about that for the people who didn't hear the previous broadcast? Well, I started, I founded Project Rachel of San Antonio, which was the local archdiocesan um, chapter kind of of what is a nationwide ministry of the Catholic Church, which is a ministry to people who have been wounded by abortion, people who have had abortions, helped others had them, done abortions, um, friends and family of those who have had abortions. So everyone's affected and everyone needs healing. <clears throat> and it's a, the healing is simple, beautiful, but counterintuitive. You can't do it alone because abortion is a relational wound. It's not a solitary wound. It's a relational event. So you really, uh, people go into such denial that they really can't um, find a way to recover on their own because they're out of touch with themselves. Now you are, I've actively have, have a finger on the pulse of what's going on. What are you seeing? What should we be paying attention to in regards to this Supreme Court decision now? Well, I always said that if abortion were outlawed tomorrow, we would still have abortions. Um, the reasons are still there. The culture is still there. Um, everything that drives it is still there. And just like before Roe versus Wade, the so-called back alley abortionists were the same doctors who became the heroes doing legal abortions. And now it will go back into the same thing without, um, well, they've never had any accountability, even all during Roe versus Wade for all the terrible, terrible medical and psychological harm that abortion does. But that will continue. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, people will still be, uh, doing abortions. Uh, so th the change of heart, the conversion that needs to happen is, is where we are now. 
and legally, uh, we're not on very good grounds either, I don't think. Tell us about that. What are your concerns? Well, I was really disappointed. I mean, yay, yay, Roe is overturned in the sense that the legal basis for the decision was dismantled. But the legal basis for the decision was really kind of silly, uh, that there's this penumbra and there's a right to privacy in the penumbra of the blah, of the blah, of the blah. Um, and they, everyone's always thought it was ridiculous. And so they said so. But they didn't address the substantive issues, which even the original case uh, had the state of Texas had tried to address. Is this a human being? Is it a human person? Is it a, does it have rights under the Fourth and the Fourteenth Amendment? And um, and the justices under Blackman simply punted and said, "Well, we don't really know enough. We're not going to address that. Maybe someday we'll know more." And now these justice punted by saying, we're not gonna talk about that. This is just something states can decide as if the right to life of an innocent human being is something that should be put to a vote, which I think is absurd. I believe that this will end up right back in the federal system and right back in the court. You're gonna have some people that say, oh, uh, philosophically personhood, they're gonna try to establish personhood. Scientifically, it's done. We, I mean, there's no question about it. Scientifically, what an embryo yeah. is, it's an individual life, all that stuff. But now it's funny because people will say this, uh, and his regards of like, oh, what's the existence for God? I don't care about God. And we're like, well, let me give you philosophical arguments because God's outside of time and space. It's like looking uh, for certain things with with uh, with a metal detector. It's like not going to detect it in the sand. Let's use philosophy. No, no, I don't want to use philosophy. Let's use science, scientism. And then when you talk about the unborn, they're like, well, let's go the philosophical route. It's not a person. And I, I ask them, what what is a person? What is a person? Because I would tell them well, by that, their definition, a sleeping person is not a person. Yeah. Well, because I would say this is the way we define things is either by structures or by functions. If you want to say that we're going to define human being by functions, then that means they have to be rational. They have to be fully aware. They have to be able to walk. They have to be viable. You're going to make all sorts of arbitrary distinctions and Correct me if I'm wrong, like in the 40s, there was some people called Nazis and they made arbitrarily distinctions like, well, they're not really human. They can't do this. Uh, what about the people who are 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 very unmentally un un capable, capable? Are we going to say, oh, there's a distinction? So structure is how you define. That is the real best way to protect human life. Bring it. I say bring it on. Bring on those arguments because yeah. they they can be one. But here's where we are, where we are right now is like we were before the Civil War. Oh, it's a state issue. Slavery is a, state's, a state issue. One state, it's a person. One state, it's property. We couldn't do it then, and we're not going to be able to do it now. And I think we're going to have some kind of civil war, discord, mm. whether it's a political civil war or what kind. I don't know. And, you know, it's it's interesting that you say that because uh, there was a released the results of a Pew poll that was conducted uh, recently, June 27th to July 4th, among U.S. adults that found 57 percent, very close, 57 percent majority of respondents did not 
agree with the court overturning Roe. Now, that number is interesting to me. I honestly thought that that number would have been higher. So, and in and, and in the states that live uh, that that are had a that have totally banned abortion, uh, we're at fifty two percent of respondents that did not agree with the overturning of Roe. So, oh, well, you know, you know, there's polls and there's polls and there's statistics and there's lies. And I don't know what to think about that, except I think the average person has lived with it for so long and doesn't want to upset the apple cart and doesn't and is scared. They've they've wanted life of the mother and incest and rape exceptions, period. But those are like point zero zero three. You yeah, know, so that's the one percent. Thousands of a, they're not they're they're negligible, and the life of the mother doesn't even exist anymore as an excuse. And one thing too is natural law. Some people say, "Oh, get your religious, get your religion out of it," and it's not just a religious thing. It comes back to natural law, like the Greeks, and you have all these people like realizing that it is always wrong to directly kill an innocent human life. And that goes back to natural law. We have things such as like, we have differences in kind, obviously like H2O, it could be in a gas form. It could be in a liquid form and it could be in a solid form. Right. But it's still the essence, the nature. It's still what H2O. Yeah. Degree. Yes. It's different in degree, but not in kind human being. You ask somebody, is it okay to kill a human being for if they're poor? Yes. What about a two-week-old? Can you kill, what if a mother's poor and destitute? Can she kill her her two-month-old infant? No, no, of course not. Why? Well, because it's, well, again, it's, yes, the unborn, a fetus, an embryo, at the early stages, they are different, but only in degree. They're not different in kind. And what the kind is, is a human being. You know, it's only in America that we have this rabid pro-abortion mentality that's really kind of demonic. Mm. And I read an article that said that in Europe, in all the countries in Europe, abortion is legal in a very limited way. Yeah, First France. Fact, I think it's what, uh, after 14 weeks or 12 weeks, it's and all banned. And it's something to be ashamed of and not broadcast. And correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I just heard, well, I've heard this before, but I heard it again, that America is one of the few, when it comes to uh, expansion, expansive abortion rights, that it's like us, North Korea, and China, <laughs> yeah. right? Is that true? Like, I remember hearing that a while ago. And, and and like, even France, they were protesting at the Eiffel Tower. Did you see that? And they were like, we're pro, we are protesting this. It's a horrible French action. But they're like, we're protesting this Roe versus Wade and all this stuff. And we're like, wait a minute. Do you know that France is more restricted than we are? Yeah. Like, I think they used to be a ban after no abortions after 10 weeks. And I think now they moved it up to like 12 or 14. But after 14, it's done in the whole country of France, you cannot have an abortion after right. that. So yeah. all these French people are like, this is horrible, you know, getting mad at America. And it's like, wait a minute, your country is more restrictive. There was even a celebrity, I think from Green Day, uh, the lead singer, he lives in California, where there is no restriction all the way up until moment of birth. And he was like, I'm done, I'm leaving. Some people are saying he's going to go to Europe. Um, you're going to leave California, which has no restrictions to go to Europe, which has restrictions. It's like, what? The, that doesn't make any sense. What do you what do you think about this, Dusty? Have you heard those things about other countries and compared well, to us? I, I, I think Marianne was about to weigh in with the same thing I was going to say, which is there's just such stupidity, really, um, 
ignorance maybe is a better word. What do you think, Marianne? Yes. Well, we have been um, brainwashed basically. And you, I went to look for something, a, a piece of absolutely mind-blowing, scandalous, all over the place news that I won't tell you what it was. That was three weeks ago, it's a country in Europe, a total mind-blowing scandal. All of a sudden, it didn't happen. It's down the memory hole. It didn't exist. That's what's happening to us. The facts are not given to, to young people. The, the, the images in biology textbooks are purposely, they, they give the very, very earliest image of an embryo, and then they skip to represent like the first uh, stages of development, and then they skip. So they don't show the humanity of the embryo at the early stages, and they do that on purpose. But, you know, uh, I believe this, this is about faith, this show, right? And one thing I've been really disappointed with is all these people are saying, well, this is great, Rose overturned, but you better start taking care of women now. You better start caring about children now. This we're getting it from bishops, we're getting it from cardinals, we're getting it the from Pope. lay people. I think the Pope well, okay, has that's nice, but you better start behaving now, which is a complete lie. It's almost like a backhanded compliment. Yeah, it's like a well, you know why? Because I was I'm glad that you brought that up because I wanted to ask you about that. So that's crazy that you say that. Because, like, um, you know me, I, I love philosophy and reason. And I when I talk about the unborn, I go to natural law, and you're more in the emotion side, and I'm like, gross, uh, gross, but no, but I, I like to use all that, but I like to use good arguments. So when people say, like, hey, yeah, uh pro-life only cares about after birth, and I was like, Hello, hi, Catholic Church. Meet uh ignorant person. Have you met? I was like, have you met? Have you been to a Catholic church? Are you kidding me? We don't take a we don't take care of people after anyway. But then they say, Well, well, if you're not willing to adopt, if you're not, if you're not willing to that, that's my and that's like well, now a, they're not a, letting a pro-choice adopt. lady voice no. it. <laughs> if you're not willing to adopt, you don't love them. How many of uh, babies did you adopt? Now let, let's pretend, let's for argument's sake, let's say that I that's true. Let's say I didn't care about the the postborn. I all all I cared about was the unborn. And after they're born, let's say I didn't care about them. So what? That says nothing about the argument on whether or not you should protect the dignity of the human life to kill it. That has no bearing. It doesn't matter if I don't want to pay one cent to help. You're now, so we should. logical. We Roger, yeah. you're so oh, thank logical. You. Thank you. I'm going to play this for my wife every time we get in an argument. Now, like Marianne Park said, I'm logical. So now you're going to have to listen to everything <laughs> I say. <laughs> um, that's so, as people say now, that's so analog, you know, it's so <laughs> it's not digital. You can't be log logic is a white male construct. <laughs> Yeah. What, okay. what, why did you say Marianne when he was uh, when Roger was in his uh, the middle of his diatribe? Why why <laughs> did you say it's, we're not they're not letting us adopt anymore? Oh, Catholics uh, Catholic adoption agencies are being denied they shut down because they won't uh, they won't participate in same sex adoption same sex. That's true. Adoption. They shut wow. down a lot of none a, a lot of healthcare free healthcare that was run by the nuns. And different uh, states have shut them down because they say, well, if you if you do this health care, you have to use contraception. You have to promote this. You have to do abortion. You have to. And the Catholic Church is like, no, we're not. We can't make us do that. So they shut down. So, yeah, that's right. You're, you're very right on that. But, you know, you, you Roger, you talk about philosophy and logic. And I, you know, I study 
St. Thomas is my hero, that kind of thing. Oh, but yeah. nowadays, I think uh, people automatically associate, I think what we need to appeal to is people's common sense, which is their natural law in their hearts. Yeah. You know, people know or brainwash to, to not know that this, uh, you know, what's going on. Unless I, I have run into many, many people, uh, women who were lied to by abortion. Yeah, clinic. that's another thing. And not just lied to, but given false, I'm, um, given false scientific information and had never received it in school. I think we've had a dumbing down of our education system on purpose. And when they found out what happened, they were so horrified that they almost, that people would nearly lose their minds when they realized what they had done. Um, so the, the person that's in crisis often cannot think very well. The part of your brain that's rational kind of... You're under you're distress. In a real crisis, you go into a fight or flight situation, yeah. all kind of instinctive things come in and people can take advantage of you. Um, so the person that's, that's in a state where they're thinking about abortion, that's not when natural law is going to reach them, really. Mm. You know, gross. Oh, so you're saying we have to like communicate in public at large, like the citizenry. Yeah. We need to just appeal to their common sense. I saw a neat thing the other day, which was an eagle sitting on its nest saying, uh, "You say these are just a mass of cells. You try and steal one, and you see what oh, yeah. happens." You'll, you'll get and, penalized. Yeah. Yeah. You go to jail, even there's fines, but common sense is not so common. And uh, the thing about forming our conscience, what if it's malformed? What if we have a culture that is malforming conscience to where, you know, it's kind of wrong, but you can deny, you know, you, you know, as humans, we're very good <laughs> at denial and we can push that down and we could numb ourselves with that. So most Catholics are post-abortive. And when you are post-abortive, the whole country is post-abortive. You do go into a kind of denial where there's things you cannot hear and cannot see. And you just cannot, you just block them. And people will literally not see or be triggered. The reason why all these people are getting triggered, they really are. It's because they are so traumatized or they're so um, damaged that they ex explode. For instance, graphic signs outside an abortion clinic. I have long said that that is not, that is not where they belong because the people going in are triggered into greater denial and the people who have because they're already post-abortive, most of them. Most abortions are repeat abortions. That's so sad. And you know what makes me sad is like... That's why we what? need to understand. We need to understand the person in crisis and the post-abortive. We need to get inside their minds if we're going to change things. We need to understand how they are affected, we how they're a, hurt. We have a huge battle for the hearts of our people in our country and the masses and we pointed that out a little bit earlier, but I'm, I'm reading an article in today's Hollywood Reporter, which really asks the question, what can Hollywood do post Roe v. Wade? And of course, it's all about the extreme measures that Hollywood has already started to take, uh, 
even in just funding pro-life, uh, I'm sorry, not pro-life, uh, pro-abortion type movements and groups and so forth. This is not something that's going to be easy. Uh, as we say in the Catholic Church, I think you, you kind of woke us up to this. Um, there's a lot of people within our own church, within our own faith, who are post-abortive and who it's more like a, a hospital, like you said, uh, in, in us having to deal and help the people that have been affected by, by abortion and how deeply uh, that cuts and, and, and into your soul and, and into your, your, your human being. Um, my question is, right now, in front of all of this, seeing the battle ahead, seeing and knowing for example, that it's going to take time to change opinion and, and that, you know, I, I believe God is great and it's going to come. And I believe our faith and all the prayers and all the rosaries that have been said all these years, it's working. We're here, but the tide is yet to turn. What can we do uh, to continue promoting the pro-life message? The tide can turn on a dime. It takes only one generation. It takes this young generation now, which they say is the pro-life generation that is reacting badly against what it has seen in the world. It doesn't trust the institutions and that's, that's good. It's not a bad thing. When we approach young people, and I tried to do this for years and the gatekeepers would not allow it because all the gatekeepers are post-abortive, but to get in the middle schools and the high schools and the youth groups and explain to them what abortion actually does, what it does to them, what it does to their relationships, what it does to them biochemically, what it does to them psychologically. I want to say something real quick because I, I want to say amen because I when I was doing Edge program and I was like, we need to talk about abortion and stuff like this. And some people were like, oh, no, I don't think we should talk about that. And I was like, no, we need to. They're already hearing it. And but some people will kind of kind of get the squishy feeling like, OK, guys, come in, everybody all gather around for CCD. Here's your pizza. Here's we're going to play fun games. Oh, and by the way, abortion. We're going to talk about abortion. So I, I get their side, but I'm, I'm with you. If they knew how it would hurt them. Um, then there's some self-interest at stake. It it's not a confrontational against their friends and family. All of a sudden it gives them a way to turn around and then of course, we need to have accurate information about what it is and take down some of the lies of the pro-choice movement, such as it's needed for the life of the mother, which it isn't. And uh, I had someone, an old friend, emailed me after this Roe vs. Wade decision uh, was taken down. And he was, he was an old friend. And all of a sudden, he was just vituperatively angry. And he said, oh, you and your ilk, what are you going to do next? And he was just spitting fire everywhere. And he said, what if, what if your kid was raped uh, and blah, 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 blah. And what, would you still even be against abortion then? And I said, well, I uh, guess I would, because I, the data is that women recover 
and girls recover when they don't abort and they don't recover when they do. And of course, you shouldn't punish the child for the sin of the father. Yeah. So, and you know what his response was? I'm never speaking to you again. Don't you ever talk to me again. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, but I didn't bring this up. Well, I know people, uh, me personally, uh, and it's not the first time or the last, but uh, uh, even other friends and family members have lost family and friends over this issue. Like, literally, I've heard personally from people tell me, you know, so-and-so doesn't talk to me, so-and-so won't talk to me. And again, I, I, it's not the first time, it's like many times I've heard, I can't be with, you know, associated with you and all this stuff, but people are losing. And I think it all goes back to what are the unborn? They've already lost somebody. Yeah. They already have. Yeah. Um, I gave a talk at a church once and I tried to make it lighthearted, just saying, you know, we've all lost somebody. Didn't even use the A word because there were children present. I said, but what happened is the entire church went silent and started crying. And I'm like, oh, dang, <laughs> this entire church is post-abortive. Marianne Parks, you making people cry? Never. I could never see that. I've never seen uh -huh. that. <laughs> oh. no, you know, the, that, that brings up an interesting topic. I was in a, uh, in a class in a group of Catholics the other day, and we were talking about this very sensitive topic. And somebody said, because not everybody in the room, even though this was uh, a, a very, I would consider this a pretty hardcore group of Catholics that was gathered. There were some people sprinkled throughout the room that did not agree, which shocked me with, uh, about the, 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 the Supreme Court decision. Um, I didn't even know what to make of that. But somebody said, well, you know, now we as a Catholic church, we better get ready to open up uh, 50 million uh, daycare centers if we're going to help deal with this. And I thought to myself, really, does it really have to be that complicated? And I sat and contemplated it for the rest of the meeting. And I thought, okay, yeah, you know what? We, we do need to step up, but it doesn't have to be that complicated. Really, it's kind of in front of our face. When you look at it, there are so many couples, so many people who are dying to adopt, to have a child and can't. Can't we set up, for example, a database that will connect people who are willing to have their child adopted, uh, they don't want to get an abortion, uh, etc. I mean, that's just a very simple... That's a, a, wonderful, a wonderful idea. There is a lot of publicity against adoption now. People say, oh, it will hurt too much. And again, if they knew how abortion hurt, they would choose adoption in preference. I heard the latest stat was 35 to 1. Um, when it comes to an infant adoption now, again, older kids, that's a different story. And, and yeah, it, it's, we can talk about that, but when it comes to like, again, pregnancy, right. Crisis pregnancy, or if you're, you're having a baby and you don't want one, uh, when it comes to infants, I believe the last stat I heard was about 35 to one couples are waiting to adopt. So we do not have a shortage when it comes to infant adoptions at all. Wow. That's good. I, look, I'm at glad all. that that idea, um, it meets with both of your approvals because I was going to run it by you. It just happens that it, I did now. Yeah. But most of your audience is post-abortive. So we need to be aware. Yes. Adoption is, is wonderful and it's good and positive. And we need to do what you said. Um, 
but we need to understand why there are these knee-jerk reactions that you mentioned uh, about daycare, about you need to do this, about supporting Brover. Those kinds of knee-jerk reactions are defense mechanisms. People are, and I don't even want to call them knee-jerk reaction, it's demeaning. What I mean to say is that people are profoundly, deeply hurt in a way that they can't even really touch or access. They are profoundly wounded. The most devastating thing that can happen to a human being has happened to them. They have lost a child and it's with their own complicity in some way. And they have buried that. Now, just imagine putting yourself in that situation and how desperately you're going to try and stay afloat above that and, and pretend nothing happened, you know, and protect yourself against any reminder that there might be something painful down there. It's, it's like a nuclear bomb has gone off inside people. Um, so that's why we have to be delicate. We have to be sensitive. And we have to be, as you said, ready to help immediately in the concrete case with this person. We will take your baby. You know, we will help you do this. We will help you keep your baby. Most people want to. I found that one of the most important things you can do is put the person in crisis, the, the young woman yes. or, and man in touch with their extended family. Wow. Uh, extended family can get over their issues very quickly. They have a lot of love available and people tend to abortion breaks families up. It separates grandparents from parents, from kids, and they never talk about it. And they have this big pink elephant in their whole family for the next 30 years. It, it does. It destroys the family and the family is the backbone of society, as, as St. John Paul II would say. Marianne Parks, I want to ask you this, this last question. From what you're hearing, you're involved in this. You're you're in. And also, I want to say thank you. I know it's of course, it's God, but God uses people. And you've been in this fight since year decades ago. So um, it, it's OK to take a little, you know, a humble victory lap. Uh, so thank you for all your work and all of you, all, all of you touched for decades, Amen. Amen. Uh, but yeah, but um, the last thing I want to ask you is you're in the ground, you're in this fight. So what do you see now of Roe versus Wade? We, it's, it's overturned. Hallelujah. Thank God. But what do you see in the ground of the other side, the pro-abortive side? What do you see and what do you predict that is happening right now or currently are going to happen when it comes to fighting? The devil's not going to lay down. What do you, what are, what are they starting to do now? The other side, like never, ever, ever quits. If you think you've beat them here, they're at the next street. If you think you've got them at that window, they're at the mm -hmm. next window. They never, ever, ever, mm -hmm. ever give up. We, while we have been taking victory laps, they have been making plans of, what to do in these states and how to prevent, you know, the, uh, states from being pro-life. So we need to have the hope that comes from knowing that God, God is pro-life, that he creates babies. We need to have the hope that comes from knowing that all the aborted babies are praying for us and all their guardian angels. We need to have joy in knowing that every single 
oh my goodness, when you help one person not have an abortion, or when you help one person heal from an abortion, you have saved, an, like the Jews say, you've saved a whole race. You have saved generations of people. and But to me, it's the conversion of heart that is so wonderful. And if one, one heart converts, all the people around them are softened. And when the heart of the mother turns to the child, and when you see the mother and the child and the father and the child and the father and mother find each other again when they heal from abortion, that reunion is the sweetest, most wonderful, powerful thing. And I do believe that we need to have fathers involved. Too long, pro-lifers and Catholics have been complicit in splitting mothers from fathers. We've treated this as a mother-child issue. It is not. It is a father-mother-child issue. Fathers are every bit as post-abortive and every bit as affected as mothers. And fathers are every bit as responsible and important as mothers in a family. So we need to start including young men. We need to start including fathers. We need to respect fathers, respect the fatherhood of young men. We need to help young men. We cannot. I told somebody once, you can't go around behind Planned Parenthood picking up its droppings like a horse. We have to be doing our good things. And if we evangelize our own children into understanding of fatherhood and motherhood and love, we'll be creating a more powerful force than we can if we took down Planned Parenthood tomorrow. If we took down Planned Parenthood tomorrow, it would grow another head and be something else the next day. So we need to stop thinking about fighting and start thinking about creating and loving and making and converting. Gross. I don't like now just playing. <laughs> no, you're, you're right. You're right, though, because I'll admit I am more of the fighter type, but you are <laughs> right. When it comes to humans and emotion, oh, uh, oh, don't get me wrong. I'm just playing. When they I'm keep, just kidding. We I'm need to keep everybody. fighting. We need yes. to keep fighting politically. We need to be smart. Yeah. We need to be smart. Well, you know, speaking of that, I'll I'll say this. This is this is something that I saw in in California at a at a previous parish that I was uh, a member of, and I thought it was on the one hand brilliant, on the other hand underhanded, and then uh, also. <laughs> Uh, guerrilla warfare. And what I am talking about was there was a program there uh, that I learned about. This was far reaching beyond this parish, but apparently someone came up with the brilliant idea that when a woman is in crisis, when the fear is at an all-time high, when the when 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 they're you know when they're realizing I, I'm pregnant and I can't afford this baby or, or whatever else, they're going to the internet and they're doing a Google search to find some abortion clinics, perhaps, or some help, etc. And one of the links that they're clicking takes them to a very different kind of clinic. And this isn't revealed until the woman shows up. And when they show up at the clinic, the people at that clinic are immersive in their love and in their education to this woman. And not everybody is receptive to the message that is being given at this particular clinic, which happens to be a pro-life clinic, a pro-life wow. clinic that was uh, established and funded and has been going apparently funded for the last 
10, 15 years uh, by the Catholic, not, not the Catholic church, but Catholic church members that are pro-life. And I thought it was just an amazing thing that was going on. It's completely secretive. It's completely (laughs) underground. Not no more. But I have seen with my own eyes, babies that were saved by this ministry, by this Mm. group. And I thought, you know what? Wow. This is a war. This is, uh, guerrilla warfare time yeah. like like you guys were just talking about this is something that really is going to require us thinking outside of of the regular boundaries the catholic associated crisis pregnancy outreaches in san antonio operate on that same basis wow and nice. and uh, and how long have they been around Marianne? would you say 25 years there you years, go so about the same years. about the same amount of time and 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 let me tell you uh, speaking to some of the workers that had taken some of the phone calls and 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 stopped these women uh, and seen them and helped them through their birth, um, they described to me so many beautiful miracles along the way. God is with us. We have to stay in our faith. Amen. We have to stay in our reason. Amen. And we need to keep having you back from time to time, Marianne. We love you. We we appreciate you and, yes. and your wisdom. Would Thank you, you for coming. You'd be willing to be our, our our special correspondent on the war front. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We're gonna send you with with a helmet and a bulletproof vest. Don't worry, hey, bulletproof vest, everything. We'll send you in enemy lines. You're reporting live from the gates of hell. This is Marianne Parks reporting for Faith Reasoning. Oh, no. all, all, all all kidding aside, we thank you once again, Marianne. So thank for you. your time and your patience with us yes. and uh, and educating us all. We, we love you. We really do. Much thank, appreciation. Well, thank you for having me. I hope I wasn't too um, enthusiastic. No, I love it. I love the fire. <laughs> all right. This Great. has been Faith, Reason, and Geekdom. Again, uh, please subscribe, follow, share, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get us. God bless everybody. Good night. Godspeed. Good night. All right. <laughs>